everybody, it's Alicia here, and today I am talking to Mark Fraser. Uh, Mark is Head of Teaching and Learning at Cambridge Centre for Evaluation and Monitoring, which is a part of Cambridge University Press and Assessment family. So from here on in, because that's quite a long-winded title, we're just going to call it Chem. Good morning, Mark, and thank you so much for joining me. Good morning, thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely stick to Chem. Far, far easier to say, yes. <laughs> okay, so Chem... Yeah. Tell me, how did um, how did it all come about, Kim? I think, like a lot of things in the recent past, we've been greatly influenced by the the events of the pandemic, and we were doing little bits of work in the early part of the uh, the lockdown about what what might be the effects of this on on teaching and learning, and then it, it sort of quickly became apparent that there were some. You know, broader issues going on here. Uh, I mean, this is a highly unusual set of circumstances, and you know, the well-being of adults and children has been not been tested in this way in this part of the world for for quite some time. And obviously, this is a, a where, where we were looking at it, particularly with a UK focus to start with, and then it became increasingly apparent. Actually, this is a much wider issue, much sort of more sort of far reaching than anybody may have imagined in in March 2020, 2020 you know, three year, just three years ago, which in some ways just seems like yesterday, but in other, you know, in other ways seems like a, a different life altogether. And then we've been doing sort of increasingly more um, research and actually hot off the press this, this month um, internally, and I think it will be going more um, widespread soon. We've got a, a piece of work by a couple of colleagues that we work quite closely with, who are, it's, it's Matthew Carroll and uh, Filio Constantinou from our um, assessment research and development team, which is you know, central to Cambridge assessment. And they've been looking at teachers' experiences of teaching during the COVID-19 pandemic. And this one one question they ask in particular, which really leapt out, they're asking teachers to think about the well-being of their students and how that might have been affected. I think it's something like 72% of teachers reported either a, a slight downturn or a fairly kind of uh, major downturn in, in students' well-being. So that we knew about that a while ago, even though this has just been published. And we thought, well, Chem, you know, we're very well placed here. We've got lots of experience in producing computer-based assessments, things that can be quickly and you know, efficient, you know, efficiently um, administered. And we've we've stuck really to the kind of the core skills in the past. You know, the the, the literacy, the numeracy, a little bit of PSED. You know, the personal, social, and emotional elements in some things, but not well-being per se. And then you realise. That, you know, we're part of a much bigger organisation here. We're part of the, you know, linked to Cambridge University. And there's got to be something there that we can build on. So we want to kind of give teachers a tool that they can use to quickly find out how their students are well, their, their well-being is, is, is doing, really. And I suppose that's a fairly sort of, you know, long-winded way of saying that the world changed and we felt we needed to do something about it. Well, um, it's so nice that you were able yeah. to do something about yeah. it. So tell us a little bit more about the assessment itself and, and you know, how does it how does it help teachers and how does it aid well-being in schools? There are quite a few uh, well-being studies out there, uh, especially in, in particular ones that look at uh, children and young people, but not necessarily in the context of school. 
again, some really nice bits of work out there that um, you know looks at the, the kind of the holistic view across you know home and you know friends and family and all of the you know the the, the sort of the external things. But we thought our area of, of interest and expertise was within the the school context itself. So the starting point was to kind of just have a, a think about what we what we have, you know, kind of on our on our doorstep. And just, you know, just a few years ago in 2015, uh, some researchers in the, the Faculty of Education at Cambridge University produced a really nice piece of work called Measuring Children and Young People's Wellbeing in the School Context. And as I say, that was 2015 and it was published in the, the Cambridge Journal of Education by uh, Ros McClellan and Susan Stewart. And we thought that was the perfect starting point because it looks at two broad areas, how young people are feeling and how young people are functioning in the school or college setting. And the feelings are kind of subdivided into life satisfaction. You know, so how much students uh, experience contentment and overall life satisfaction generally. Um, negative emotions, how Sort of, uh, inclined they are to experience negative thoughts feelings of you know anxiety stress and sadness perhaps and then on, on the functioning side of things we look at two strands there as well so we've got the interpersonal well-being strand you know how much students experience feeling connected to others in school and those around them who care for them and how how do they feel valued essentially and then the fourth strand is, or the substrand is the competence well-being side of things. So how much do students experience competence, self-confidence, and you know fulfillment and that sense of purpose? So we we think we've got quite a, a broad holistic model here, and really we'd like to just sort of think about those things within the school setting, and we developed the well-being check. It's only 22 questions. It's a very short check that can be used, you know, throughout the year as many times as as uh, teachers choose to use it. And again, we just focus with very simple questions, just finding out what students are thinking about their feelings and functioning in these four areas. And I know one of the criticisms sometimes is that students um, put down what they think you want to hear. Mm. Is is the way that the questions and everything are phrased uh, put in a way that that actually you're getting that really honest voice? Well, it's, it's an interesting point. This, uh, this, I've got a personal view of that as well. So I'll tell you what the, the research side of things, then maybe put my teacher hat on and, and, and maybe come at it from that angle as well. So the, the, the questions we ask are um, modified very slightly from the original 2015 paper so those the 22 items the 22 questions are set out in that paper and they are very very simply phrased because we are trying to measure well-being here and not literacy you know we're not looking at other constructs and we're very aware that um some some students who may have the sort of the greatest needs in terms of well-being may be you know grappling with other problems as well so just that whole kind of keeping it as simple as possible in order that students can access the questions is really key but also you know we see if particularly on a, an international sort of stage here english is not necessarily the first language for a lot of students out there so again simplicity was key to that and nothing trick about it other than 
not a trick, but a safety net, if you like. We ask the same question, but in kind of reverse. So there's, you know, I feel happy. And then there's a kind of five scale response, you know, some of the time, you know, blah, 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 you know, from all of the time to never. And also we ask, I feel un, kind of the unhappy, you know, the other side of that coin. So it would be a kind of a, a common sense check that if you saw that Mark had just sort of rushed through this questionnaire and he was simultaneously always happy and always, you know, miserable, you'd be thinking, right, okay, he hasn't taken this seriously. So I would, as a teacher, I would go and start digging into that a little bit. But also, I absolutely agree with you completely in terms of the do students sometimes give the answer that they think we as teachers want to hear? I would say yes. So as part of the package of resources that go with it, there are lots of activities um, you know, in, in suggested in the lesson plans. And this is a kind of low-key, surreptitious way of gathering information as well. See, this has got to be done in a very sort of delicate, sensitive way. But if as part of a, a group scenario, you know, we can do things like you know, sticky note exercises, you know, we good old fashioned flip charts or whatever you want to use, you know, pieces of paper stuck on the board and you can use it, you know, on a, for a class or for a group, you know, kind of tabletop activity. And I think when we're asking students to kind of tell us about their feelings, sometimes they will do it um, more sort of accurately and more authentically if they feel it's in a very low-key informal way so suppose it's a two-pronged attack here we've got the kind of the official instrument you know the questionnaire if you like but also when teachers are following introducing the questionnaire and following up we suggest um, a raft of activities and again lots of opportunities there for teachers to be gauging what individuals and groups and classes year groups however you want to build it up are thinking and really it's about identifying concerns that will affect individuals but also groups and your your school setting more broadly but yeah so i think two ways of dealing with it i think but that was it that, i like that question yeah <laughs> i'm glad yeah and and I suppose the other question because we all know how short of time most teachers are hmm is you know how how easy is it to run the the study in you know you're saying it's only 20 well-being check yeah um about 20 minutes you know this can it can be I, i'm just you know averaging out about a minute a question again these are very simple questions and it's a five you know, the student clicks on one of the five responses it's just about frequency of these feelings you know it's on that very simple scale of you know from from never to always if you like and how often do you feel happy how often do you feel anxious all those kinds of you know things that we're asking so it can be done on on any kind of platform um you know, and device you know so you could be sitting in the computer suite uh you could be sitting you know in, in with if schools are lucky enough to have tablets or even Perhaps I know we know some schools allow students to use their own devices, phones. It will work on a on a mobile phone if that's what you want to do. Again, very interesting to see schools' responses. You know, sometimes they say, no, no, we want to kind of absolutely, you know, supervise this and control it and make sure that, you know, that everybody's doing this simultaneously. Other schools take a far more kind of um, kind of uh, relaxed view about no no students can maybe go away and they can do this you know at home and you know maybe when they when they're feeling a little bit more relaxed it may be that you know students will be prepared to just be that little bit more sort of honest and open but it's all about making this safe environment for students to do this I think you know they've got to be secure in the you know, the knowledge that that they're giving this information in in a kind of confidential 
way that it will be treated seriously and you know uh, things will happen as a consequence of the the information they provide yeah there's not much point in doing it no there? no is there um and then you know we've been um well we're very keen on what you do because we think that it gives that nice early intervention mm piece and I know that when we first started talking your team were very keen on what the well-being hub um offers how yes, do you, yeah. how do you think the two integrate well we are very clear that what we are providing here is not a clinical instrument you know this is this is a survey it's a very very simple you know non-clinical survey and we are not diagnosing anything here that that's not our remit what we're doing is hopefully gathering information you know we, we are the kind of the conduit that allows this information to be gathered on these these four you know areas of well-being that we've mentioned and then all we're going to do is shine a spotlight on potential issues so we look at the data we provide reports back and again the data comes out in many ways there's there's something there for everybody you can have the numerical data if you want to put that into your own systems and spreadsheets we've got um color coded bars and you know highlighted you know numbers and you know qualitative statements however you would like to provide that student back that that provide that information back to students we can do that so that's about as far as we're going to take it and i think as a teacher the question is then, so what? So here we go. I found out that perhaps, you know, 20% of um, my class or my year group or whatever we're looking at here have, um, you know, negative thoughts, you know, on a lot of, you know, on, on a number of occasions throughout the week or the month or the year, however we're measuring this. And we at Chem are not providing any kind of um, answers for that. So we do, you wish to sort of, um, signpost onwards i think that's where you know we we see the partnership here because you 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 answer that kind of so what question so all right i've found out that you know uh, negative thoughts are a, a problem here what can i do and it's it's to you know signposts teachers onwards to go and look at a range of suitable activities um guidance advice because i'm I, I speak as a teacher here and i think most teachers out there would agree when we are trained as teachers well, this is like quarter of a century ago. I did my my PGC, but I don't think it's changed very much. We are not trained as specialists in the well-being arena, and you know we we rely heavily upon um, expert colleagues to to help us. And that's where we're hoping you come in. Really, you know your 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 materials are there, and uh, we 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 thought they were a fantastic resource, and it would be really great to kind of signpost on. So I found out that this might be a problem. What do I do about it? amazing well I, I mean you know as it as we know we we set up the partnership because we thought it was um a really robust uh, approach to uh, mental health and well-being in schools so um i hope that it carries on for a long time mark That's great. Yeah. thank you so much for sharing your information and knowledge with us this morning and um yes it's been lovely chatting to you that's brilliant. Well, thank you very much once again for the invitation and uh, it was great talking. Thanks again. 
So if anybody's interested in having a look at the well, uh, the chem check, then uh, you can you can access it via the Wellbeing Hub, and um, there's a discount for Wellbeing Hub members. So go and have a look, and they'll give you a tour and show you how it works. But it is really really impressive. We did a lot of research before deciding to work with them, so I recommend it. <laughs>